Welcome to A Dead Man's Roll, a D&D tabletop RPG podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Jonathan Hatley, and I'm here with my rollers. Hey, I'm Brianch. I'll be playing Robert Bohem. Hello, my name is Esteban Serna, and I'll be playing Boyan McGregor. How's it going, y'all? I'm Drew, and I'll be playing Dizzy at Dreadwood. I'm Jose, and I'll be playing Sochi. Hey, I'm Sarai, and I'll be playing Mateas Valenciano. And I am Cyrus. My real name is Josh. I'm Marco, and I'm playing Satan. Previously on A Dead Man's Role, I'm going to ask you all, as you're walking to the house, the building that houses the other three drow, uh, to roll a perception check. Dizzy, you are in front as you walk past the first of many black, disgusting, weathered trees. You hear a murky as a seemingly black voided portal rips open. Uh, you see a hand that reaches out and grabs Lachiel's face. It burns. You hear the sizzling of his flesh and it pulls him in. Within an instant, that void, that portal-like ooze closes and all there is left is a handprint from where the creature touched the tree to use as leverage to come out of his portal. Hello, listeners. It's me, your Dungeon Master, yet again, um, coming in here with a quick little note about this session. So in our previous episode, you might have noticed that Sochil probably said little to nothing um, and came in close to the end of the episode. And we wanted to kind of fill in that information on what happened to him. Where did he go? Did he die? Did the old man plant an egg inside him? What happened? Whoa, tell us the information. Well, that's what this episode is for. So um, sit back, relax, listen to the episode, and uh, tell us how you feel about it. Other than that, I uh, hope you have a great uh, morning or evening or whenever you're listening to us. Bye. As you walk past a tree, you hear a murky, wet ripping and popping. And the next moment you know, before you're even able to turn around, you feel a corrosive touch against your face. The burns, the acid eat away at your flesh as if someone took a flame to your skin and you will take four points of acid damage. Ah, my face, it burns, it it burns. As you're thinking about your face burning, you're also noticing that you're slowly getting pulled in to a black abyss. The light from the moon is now not even present as you're pulled into this pocket dimension. You all of a sudden then feel like there's a lack of gravity before you start to fall. And you fall about 20 feet, which is 2d6 points of damage. That will be 8 points of damage onto you as you hit the bottom and land on a large pile of rotting flesh. Oh man, what what the hell was that? Where the hell am I? Give me a perception check. Roll a d20. Great. So with a 17, you see that there these pot, this pile of flesh for one is not just recent dead bodies. These are people from basically centuries ago. Uh, so you're seeing bone, you're seeing 
basically mold almost everywhere um, in this black darkened room. Your eyes are actually now getting used to this dark area, so you're actually able to start seeing a little bit more details. You notice that the room that you're in is a little small. Um, it's more or less just like a little square box with no doors or entry points anywhere. Um, it seems as if every surface here is slate, um, and that there seems to be a dim, a very dim light um, almost affixed to the top of this box that is slightly illuminating the space. So as you get your bearings and you stand up in this wet pile, uh, you start to kind of walk down. I need to plug my nose. The smell is horrendous. So as you're plugging your nose, you kind of look around. You're, you know, moving the scent away from your face. Uh, you're taking it all in. You still have that burn on your hand or on your face, so you're kind of still being a little bit tender with it. Um, and then you notice that there are a pair of eyes on the opposite side of the room. It appears that these eyes are watching you, um, and it has a great contrast against this black slate wall. It shines really bright, um, almost as if like they are flashlights. I turn my gaze immediately to the lights and get into a ready stance, either to fight or flight. So the creature does not move from this point. It still stares at you. The old man, as it is sometimes formally known in folklore, um, is just standing there with a rictus grin against it, uh, across its face. Um, he looks like he's been aging for centuries. Um, and even then, his skin, his clothes, everything look like they are decomposing at a rate unknown. This stench seems like it's also coming from him as well, but it's more of like a sickly sweet scent, um, as if more like a mold rather than a decomposing like meat sack. He starts to walk a little bit slowly towards you, his gait um, almost shambling uh, like a zombie or like an elderly person who has been controlled by some demon. I put my hand out and take a step back. Who are you? Where am I? You've returned. What? Who are they? Who are they? Who are you talking about? Outsiders. They smell different from us. Us? Are you saying you're the same as me? Ever since I was given life again, it's been difficult to recall my past. Try. I want you to roll a history check. 16. All of a sudden your eyes roll to the back of your head and you see once again your, your civilization, your city, your, the place where you used to rule um, in your past life. Uh, once again, you see a variety of people. You see basically everyone looking up to you at this time of need as you turn around and you see that part of your tree of life uh, is being destroyed by this group of people that you let in at one point. No, stop, what are you guys doing? And as soon as you say, no, stop, what are you all doing? Uh, you hear a ringing, like a loud booming as gunfire rings out. Um, and you see your people start getting gunned down. 
Uh, they light buildings on fire and wait for them to come out of these buildings, and then they gun them down yet again. Uh, and they are murdering your people. They're taking anything that has to do with the Tree of Life with them. Uh, they are also studying part of your people as they shot dead, taking parts of limbs and whatnot to probably use them for further research. At this moment, you cut back, and the creature says to you, or the old man says to you, You welcomed them, trusted them, Ujalans. No, no, you don't understand. You have it wrong. Can't trust you. You let attack. Let Duk Tree left to starve. No, no that wasn't what was supposed to happen. It's you left. We starved. People ate. And he points back to that pile of dead bodies that are decomposing. I ate. I hate them. I eat them. And you shall be next. I immediately jump back and get into a fighting stance. Uh, let's just roll initiative. I'll say that um, you have advantage on this since you jumped back. I got a 21. Awesome. A natural 20. Nice. Okay, so I also got a natural 20, but I'm going to assume your initiative number two is plus two. Is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's one, so it's a 21. Okay, perfect. That's perfect. So, yeah, you start first. Uh, and so what will happen is these are just going to be I'm just going to name them off as turn one, turn two, turn three. Um, just take this as a normal battle. You might hear a little bit of dialogue that comes in with this as well. Okay. Uh, the first thing I'd like to cast is Barkskin onto myself. Okay. So cast Barkskin, do you want to stay where you are and move closer to him? Uh, I'd like to go into the corner. Back, back, my back into the corner. All right. He is going to do a shadow step and teleport right next to you um, and then do an attack. So he's going to probably do a corrosive hand or multi-attack where he does a corroded hand and then a bite. Um, so that's 1d6. Oh, actually, wait. I need to do my attack roll. Does, does a 24 hit? Let me check my stats real quick. It looks like it does, unfortunately. All right, so with a 24 to hit, uh, that means I do 2d8 plus 4 bludgeoning damage. Oh, what kind of damage? Bludgeoning. Bludgeoning. Are you, uh, with the bark skin, are you immune to that? No, no, I was just trying to see if I could do an absorb element, but I can't on that one. It does do acid damage, so if you can oh. absorb acid, then go No, yeah, I, I can absorb acid. Perfect, so... I would like to... Do a level one absorb element. Perfect, perfect. So you're going to absorb the element. So I'm just going to give you that whole uh, six for that uh, from the acid damage and just roll the 2d8 for the bludgeoning. Um, that is seven uh, points of damage. What are you at right now? I have 11. 
HP. Okay. So with that corrosive hand, he's also going to do a bite. So let me just roll another d20 for that. Does a 12 hit? No. Okay, cool. So he hits you with a corrosive hand yet again. It burns against your skin as he drags across your arm, trying to get a good foothold. Um, But he is unfortunately unlucky and tries to go in for a bite and completely misses. Um, so since you are absorbing this acid damage, I'm going to say that basically you have removed the acid from yourself, um, so you don't get any more acid damage per turn. Um, and that's your go. I would like to attack him. I would melee him with an unarmed strike since he's close. And does a 15 hit? No, it does not. All right. Then in that case, that's my action, and then I can make a movement. Is that right? Correct. All right. Uh, since he's next to me, I sidestep uh, to the right so that my w- the wall is on my left side, and there's a wall in front of me behind his back. Mm-hmm. Cool. So on his turn, he's going to stop, and he's going to once again speak to you. Give us your friends. I will feast and give time. Then you can go. No, I, I have a plan. I, I will. Traitor! Again, you leave us. I didn't tell you to eat all these people. You did that on your own. You left us to die. I stayed and fought. You just couldn't see it. I, it wasn't supposed to be like this. They they weren't supposed to attack. The, it's a misunderstanding. He leans forward again for a bite. Let's let's see. D twenty again. Uh, this is a twelve hit. No. He misses again, and says, "Understanding means nothing anymore." All I want is food and retribution. All right, I cast Spider Climb on myself, and I walk up to the ceiling to try to get away from his reach. Okay, so hmm, as you do that Spider Climb, give me a perception check. Actually, no. Give me... Hmm. I wouldn't say an athletics check. Uh, give me an Arcana check. Yeah, 12. So as you are climbing up this wall, you just start to notice that it seems like the wall just keeps getting longer and longer. Uh, the light keeps getting further away from you, um, and it's just endless almost. Hey listeners, it's me, your DM, taking a quick break from the episode to let you know that we are streaming on all podcast platforms. Wait, I already know that. Well, we know that you know that because you're listening to us, but you know who doesn't know that? Your friends, your family, your dog. Yeah, your dog likes D&D. Or your cat. I don't know what you have. Maybe you have a snake. I don't know. But anyway, so share this with your friends, your family, your dog. You know, let's boost this community. And then, while they're following the podcast, you take their phone, you make them follow us on TikTok, or Twitter, or Instagram, or one of the social medias. I don't know. I'm like 25. I'm old now, so 
There might be a new one by the time this gets out. All links are in the show notes. Follow us there so then we can keep making content and you can have all the fun behind the scenes. Once again, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you soon. He is going to... You didn't hit him for anything, did you? No, not yet. Okay, cool. So he is going to... Yeah, he is going to do a shadow step. Um, He will almost seem like he's forming straight into the wall. And within a blink of an eye, he is right next to you and speaks uh, speaks into your ear. Excuse me. Running again. What does a traitor do but run? All right, I would like to cast Ice Knife since he's right in front of me. Go for it. Ooh, seven. A seven does not hit, unfortunately, but what's my uh, dex that I have to make? Uh, Let me see. To receive, I think, half damage for the explosion. 2d6. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, the dexterity challenge I have to oh, make. Oh, 11. Yeah. 11, all right. That's plus. Uh, where's my dex saving throw? Okay, no, I just rolled a 5. So I take that 2d6 worth of damage. So I go ahead and do that roll. 7 total. So as that ice knife goes into him and it explodes, you see his skin, the rotting black skin that he has on him, uh, starts to freeze over. And almost as if it were nothing to him, he tears it off. Uh, and it slops off of him and falls to the floor. He's going to grapple you. So I'm going to say... Yeah, I'm just going to roll maybe a d20 here. And if I'm wrong on that, they can tell me in the comments I'm wrong. But for right now, that's an 18. So I'm going to need you to do an opposed grapple. I roll a d20. Roll a d20, all right. Yeah. Got 11. 11, so you do not succeed on that grapple. He pulls you back down uh, to the floor and says, once again, with a wretched, horrific smelling breath, Why leave us? When he is close to me, I try to shove the poison vial that I have my equipment into his mouth. Poison? Yeah. Are you trying to poison him or? Yeah, it's a consumable. I'm trying to like just yeet it into his mouth. Okay, so I'm going to read that poison vial. It's a full poison vial and do um, roll a 1d8. Five. Okay, so we are going to half that since he is. I'm going to say that this is. Actually, no, no, I'll do the full. I'll do the full. Um, so cool, 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 cool. So you push it into his mouth and then you close his mouth on it. So the glass and the poison basically shatter and spew into his mouth. He swallows the glass, which looks absolutely disgusting and painful to do. And he retches a little bit, throwing up some black gunk onto you. It does not burn you surprisingly, but it is not a pleasant smell. Oh, uh, what the hell is, uh, yuck. He... Gets off of you and speaks. His Once again, his voice suddenly gets coming from every direction. Traitor is with you as well. 
and Uchalan. Give him to me. Uchalan, traitor. Who? I I don't know there's backgrounds of everybody in my group. You lie! Um, And he goes in for another attack. Um, Let me just roll a multi-attack here. Uh, So let me roll to hit the first attack. Um, Okay, so that does not hit, but let me do the second. Um, Does a 17 hit? Yeah, it does. So he tries to swipe at you with his hand um, and then just leans in again for a bite. The bite connects and that's 1d10 worth of damage. That's a d12. He's going to hit you for, let me see if there's anything. Yeah, six points of piercing damage. What's your health at now? It is at five HP. You have five HP left? Yeah. Okay. Whew. Okay. Um, so as he bites into your shoulder, you can feel a little bit of that poison kind of seep back in. That little bit of that broken glass as well kind of seep back into that uh that fresh bite mark um, as he leans in and he seems like he's trying to tear off flesh. Um, he gets a little bit of it stuck in his teeth and he swallows it down. And as he does so, he says, This will suffice, but I still require more. You talking about my friends? No, you, you can't have them. You and Ujalan. I feel like I'm supposed to know who that is. I don't. Um, give me a. Hmm. I want you to do a history check again. With advantage, you said. Yes. That is seventeen. So. Once again, with a 17, you're searching through your mind. You go back to that day. And as you remember, once again, you see the researcher, a man in glasses, as well as a lab coat, as well as a variety of other men who are armed. But one thing that you did notice that you seemed a little bit odd, but you were also um, kind of humored you a little bit was there was a little girl similar to Satan. And as soon as you kind of start to notice that, you get pushed, or your mind kind of pushes you back into uh, the forefront, which is this battle that you're having. Do you remember? Is that really what happened? Is yes. That really, is that true? You betrayed us, left us, and now... You will be in blood, in flesh, and in your death. There has to be another way to make this right. There has to. I will find it no matter what. I will walk to the ends of the earth. I will live out my days finding a way to make this right. I care not for your people, but to make you suffer as I have. You only care for yourself, it looks like. But I will live in pain for everyone in my tribe. Our people are gone. And I will bring them back. No matter what it takes. 50 days, 50 years, I'll keep going. 
he hears this, takes a step back, and I'm going to say... Roll a persuasion check. Three. A three? You know what? You're <laughs> yeah. going to have a little bit of advantage with that. <laughs> Four. Hell yeah. All right. Well, it looks like you're being very persuasive right now. Maybe the poison is getting to him. And... He's, he's supposed to take poison damage, isn't he? Per turn. Uh, oh, shit. What's, uh, roll another d6. You're right. I'll say it will happen for six turns since it's a one right, d6. Two. Two? Yep. All right. Cool, cool, cool. I'm keeping track of that. Okay, so maybe it's the poison. Maybe it's the fact that you're making him work a lot harder for a meal than he anticipated. Maybe it's the DM being nice. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is the DM pulling some strings in the background. He, he takes a step back. He scratches at his neck, and you see some of his skin peel off as he's scratching vigorously thinking over what you said. And he says to you, Why leave us, though? You were to lead us. As long as I have this flower tattoo on my back, I will always do what's best for my people. He then says to you, That won't bring us back. Nothing will bring us back. You left us, traitor! And he then lunges again at you. I say, if this does hit, we're going to go into a grapple um, as well. So he's going to do a corroded hand. Uh, does a 16 hit? Uh, my armor is 16. So, so does defendant win or no? Unfortunately, that does not happen. Um, it's more or less, it goes to the attacker. I'm so sorry. How long does that uh, absorb elements work for? Uh, it's just for the one attack. But I would actually want it to cast it again. So since it's going to be a grapple, I think we can both roll some attack damage at the same time. Um, and then we see what comes of it. Okay? Um, Let a strength thing or what? I'd say do an unarmed strike and then let's say add four or five to it. Add four or five? Yeah. I'm at five. Okay. All right. That's a 16. Cool. Um, I got, let's see, six. So I rolled a 10. How much health do you have? I have five. You have five. So as you kind of try to defend yourself at the last minute, you kind of blow some of this acid uh, back onto him. It does stun him, but he keeps going through and drags your face into the ground, repeatedly smashing it until you fall unconscious. The last thing you were seeing as he walks in front of you and says, not here, and grabs your arm, you hear another sloshing, uh, muckish sound uh, behind you. He grabs your arm yet again, your other arm, sorry, um, and drags you through the portal. As he steps out, you hear your friends fighting the drow, and you go out. Shut the fuck up and die, bitch. That's, that's all. Cyrus is frustrated now. He's been zapping people left and right. He's never missed fucking three out of four times. No. Hear me out. Y'all have had a long day. We shouldn't be in this forest anyway. One guy's talking to his mama like, 
he hasn't seen her in ages. I have a child hitting me or trying to hit me. I don't really. <laughs> it's really weird. I feel weird smacking a small child. I'm not that small. You're, you're really short. Okay, I'm not even going to lie to you. I thought yeah, you were eight little, years old. Little, little girl, you're tiny. Just let me go. How about that? I cherish my life. You clearly cherish these people. I don't know why, but please. Can I swipe at him one more time with my crowbar? Look here, kid. Try to do it one more time. I will shoot you. (laughs) (laughs) But before that next turn, you hear that squelching noise again. The weird popping, the weird ripping, the liquid oozing. Oh, good. More meat. The old man walks out with Sochil in hand and drops him where he is. Sochil falls to the floor unconscious. I have a deal for you. And that's where we'll end our session. Thank you all for listening to another episode of A Dead Man's Roll, the Acacia Campaign. We really appreciate the listens. Please give us a five-star review. Leave some comments down below. We'd really like to hear your feedback. And if you want to hang out with us sometime, please join our Discord. Join our TikTok. Join our Twitter. Tell your friends about us. We'd really appreciate that. We are out there. We are on Apple. We are on Google. We are on Amazon. We are on anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Please follow us, and uh, thanks for listening. And once again, see you soon.